Hey friend, welcome to another episode of the Love Offering Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Adams, and today's guest is Kelly Odell Stanley. Kelly is the author of Praying Upside Down, Designed to Pray, and the recently released Instaprayer, Prayers to Share. So, guess what we're talking about? (laughs) That's right, prayer. I can't wait for you to tune in. Hello, Kelly. Welcome to the Love Offering Podcast. Thank you so much for being my guest. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for having me. You are a graphic designer and a writer, and you say that when you put your creativity into action, you always discover more of him. So how so? Well, one day I was trying to write a bio for myself, and I realized that the work that I love to do is where art and faith and writing intersect. And so um, I do believe that when we use our gifts, whatever it is that God has made us to do, that we, it's, we're basically giving our own love offering. It's like our own personal language of prayer. And I think that that is when we grow closer to him. Yeah, well, I actually didn't tell you this before our conversation. Right before we started talking today, my daughter and I, um, she has a little she shed. And (laughs) we were cleaning it out yesterday and found some of these old canvases that she had painted before. And she she said, well, should I just get rid of them? I don't really like that art anymore. And I said, no. I said, I think the beauty of a canvas is, is you can just keep painting over it and keep painting over it and you know absolutely you know you're not making a mistake and so just now before our interview we were painting again another picture and so she was just writing she said I think I'm going to write love on one and um, you know we were just trying to think about how sort of her faith and creativity right um, and I love that because it's sort of a great analogy for prayer because when something's not working for us anymore it, we have a chance to try something new and again and again. And I think we just keep building on what we've already always done. So I love that. Well, so speaking of prayer um, and sort of a new way to pray, you have written praying upside down. So would you share about sort of this change in perspective that you think our prayer life needs? Absolutely. When I was an art major in college, I learned that if you turn an image upside down, when you copy it, it changes the way you see it. It's that left brain, right brain dynamic. And instead of seeing what you expect to see in front of you, you see what is actually there. So several years ago, when my husband and I owned two houses because we couldn't sell the first one, I started praying for the woman who would someday buy the house. I was just, I was frustrated and I was scared and I was worried because we couldn't sell the house. And I sat down and I just started praying and God's like, pray for the woman who's going to buy the house. And I kept thinking, this is crazy. You know, I should be like, at least pray for them, you know, this couple, because this is a big old house and it needs all this work. And, um, and he just kept saying, no, her. And so over the course of almost two years of having our house on the market, I started praying for this woman. And when the whole process was finished, I found out that it was a single woman. It was somebody that I had known in the community, all these things placed in her life. It was this amazing thing. And I got to be part of it because I was praying for her as she was going through these changes. And so it made all of my trials seem less serious or less important Mm -hmm. because I knew that she had these other big things going on in her life. And so Somewhere along the way, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm praying upside down. This is how you draw upside down. You know, I'm, instead of looking at what's in it for me, 
I looked at it to see what somebody else, you know, how this affects somebody else. And as I went through that, I realized that everything Jesus did was upside down. It was always the countercultural thing, you know, it's the least or the greatest. And um, all of those things, you know, what's inside matters, not what you put out for show. And, um, and I thought, you know, this is really awesome. If we can look at things, try to see them a different way, then we get to see how God actually answers. Because yeah. if I'm sorry, I'm babbling. Um, if we look at what we expected, you know, my expectation was that I would sell the house and make a profit. And that didn't happen. So I could say, well, okay, then God didn't answer my prayers. But if I look back at the things that this woman, Roseanne, went through in her life to get to the place where she was able to buy my house, and when I know that God let me pray for her, and I got to see these things that went on, and then at the end, talk to her about this, you know, this is how much God loves you, that he did this for you. Um, it totally changed everything. And I got to see these huge answers that I might have missed otherwise. Well, and I, as you're talking, I'm thinking maybe what an answered prayer for her, you know? Right. Um, and then, you know, as you're talking about countercultural too, I'm thinking about, you know, like Jesus tells us to pray for our enemies. Like that's not natural for us to do <laughs> right. either. But, you know, like we're praying like, gosh, you know, God um, fix this problem for me. But then he's saying, no, let me, you pray for the enemy instead. Or exactly. And actually, Kelly, I don't know if you know this. So I actually, I do have two houses right now. <laughs> and um, as we're in the midst of this e- e- economic um um, I don't know, <laughs> really tough times. Um, and so it, it, this, the fact that, um, and actually a mutual friend, that's how I found um, out about you in this book. Um, she had recommended, she said, Rachel, you need to pray upside down, start praying for the people that, that are going to have your home, that is, it's going to make them a home. And so um, this, your, oh, this conversation is just like so timely for me. Um, awesome. and, and, and I'm interested to hear, I mean, you mentioned the two house thing, but have you ever struggled um, within your own prayer life? I mean, did you write this book because of that or? Um, Yes, I struggled. And I think it's really funny. I think God has a sense of humor because I didn't set out to have a ministry of associated with prayer. And I think again and again, like I am the worst spokesperson for it because I feel like I am constantly struggling. I'm constantly trying to find something different, some other way to get through because of all these mental and emotional blocks that I have. But I also think that sometimes that's exactly why God uses me, because I think other people need to know that they're not alone in that, that it's perfectly normal. It's part of our evolution of our faith, I think, is to be in different places at different times. So, so yes, it has been struggles, but it's also the beautiful thing is that God always meets me somehow in spite of myself. He always somehow finds a way to get through. So. Mm-hmm. Well, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, Jesus was known for turning situations upside down too. And you're confident that he will do the same in our prayer life. You say that we were designed to pray. So what makes you come to this conclusion? Well, designed to pray is the name of my second book and it was written as a way to, um, help people who get stuck to sort of expand our definition of what prayer should look like. Because I think sometimes we think we have to, you either have to have quiet time early in the morning with your Bible and a journal and a pretty cup of coffee, or you have to, you know, kneel at an altar or whatever it is. And I think that prayer is so much bigger than we sometimes imagine it to be. And so we were made in the image of this creative God, you know, he created the world. Have you ever, this is a really 
silly thing, but have you ever cut into the end of a stalk of a thing of celery and like, it mm. makes this beautiful flower. And when you, you know, even just cooking sometimes when I see like the design of these simple objects that are so beautiful, I'm like, we were made in his image. And when we can tap into that creative side of him, I think that our relationship with him expands. And I think it's really, really an awesome thing. Mm, yeah. Well, so would you share maybe an example of how to apply this upside down um, prayer strategy to our lives? Yes. Um, going back to the example we already talked about, instead of praying for what was in it for me, I was praying for the other side of the equation. So it may be if you're looking at a work situation and saying, you know, I really you know, I'm struggling with my boss or this or that. Maybe you start praying for your boss's advancement and promotion. Or um, I know numerous times in my life, I've been overwhelmed with my graphic design work and I've started praying for God to help me manage it, to give me a manageable load. And all of a sudden, all these, unfortunately for all the people I work with, all of a sudden these clients go away. Um, so I think sometimes it's just not expecting, it's more about not expecting a certain answer than it is even about how we pray. Mm, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I want to hear <laughs> more about that. So, so how has God answered your prayers in ways that you didn't anticipate? Um, there's so many that I almost can't even think <laughs> right. of one. I mean, really. Yeah, so, right. um, you know, selling the house um, and all of that. And even my writing about prayer, you know, I sold... I had this praying upside down idea and I didn't know what to do with it. And I had been doing some writing. So I started pursuing publication um, and I didn't set out to become a writer and I did not set out to have a ministry. And like I said earlier, I feel as though I'm not that great of a prayer. I feel like I struggle all the time. And yet God keeps putting me back in these situations where I'm writing about prayer where I'm doing things about prayer. Um, and I just think that a lot of these are sometimes he answers questions. We don't even know we have yet, <laughs> you know, yeah. because I can't imagine loving doing something else more than I love what I'm doing right now. So mm-hmm. oh, it goes back to like, he knows what's better for us than we exactly. Can do. Exactly. Well, so it is easy to get discouraged if we have prayed and don't get the answer that we want in the time we want. So what would you say to a woman who feels like she has unanswered prayers? I would say you are not alone and I've been there with you and I feel your pain. Um, sometimes I think we have to let go of it and move on because most of the turning points in my life have come in my faith life have come when I've decided that I want God more than I want the outcome that I'm asking for. And so when I can let go of that, when I can say, really, Lord, just, I just want you, let me grow closer to you. Let me see you in this. Um, Then sometimes I see answers and that's not a formula that will automatically give you an answer. Um, We can't manipulate him into (laughs) things like that. And I think sometimes we, I mean, of course, we all naturally want an answer for how to fix things and how to make it better. But um, when we can just let go of it or try something different then sometimes we'll see a different outcome. It makes sense. Is it Garth Brooks that sings that song? Like, thank God for prayers. Yes, Sorry, exactly. I'm, I'm Kentucky girl. It I'm is. Like, <laughs> I'm an Indiana girl. Yes, it is. 
So when, when God does seem silent and we wonder if he's even listening, how would you encourage the woman listening to persist in her prayers? There's so many things that we can do to sort of break out of the rut that we're in. And sometimes that rut is because God seems silent. Um, one time I was really struggling with um, knee pain, which sounds kind of silly. I was kneeling at the altar at church and it hurt to kneel and to stand up. And there's a, there was a man at my church who had been in an accident a couple of years earlier. He literally had a tree that was being cut down, fall the wrong way and hit him and it broke some bones in his back. And I watched him, you know, he would try to go up to the altar and kneel and his body hurt and my body hurt. And we started talking one night and we're like, I'll pray for you every time my back hurts or, you know, he said, I'll pray for you. And every time my knees hurt, then I would pray for him. And sometimes it takes just getting ourselves out of our own situation um, to pay attention to somebody else. I think that's, um, a great way, you know, try trading prayers or try, um, you know, asking somebody else to pray for you so that you can pray for them can take us out of our own, you know, rut that we're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so I guess this segues pretty well, I think, because sometimes if we're honest, our <laughs> prayers feel sort of uninspired or routine almost. So, so how do we break out of a prayer rut? Um, I'd say just try something different. There are so many ways to see things and so many ways to pray. You know, some people pray, you know, quietly with, you know, no words just in their head. And some people pray by writing in a journal. And some people pray by standing and worshiping with their arms raised and praying out loud. And some people like liturgy and they want to read these sacred words that were written by someone years and years and years ago. Some people find beauty in the lyrics of music. You know, there are so many ways to pray that I think um, we just have to find something different. I think they're all forms of prayer and I think God honors all of our attempts to draw closer to him and that's what that is. So, you know, and it may be as simple as sitting and listening, you know, it's not always us having to say something. Yeah, you know, I think you're right. There is no right or wrong way. And even, I'm not sure where it is in the Bible, but he says, you know, like he almost, Jesus was almost put off by like the fancy prayers. Like, you're not trying to be showy to me, just talk to me, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And then, you know, as you were talking something, um, a friend of mine, um, it actually is Aaron Todd. She, um, she was telling me about how there's such a difference in praise and gratitude. And I guess I was in my prayers, my prayer rut, if I'm being honest, has been, you know, like, God, thank you so much for my family. Thank you so much for my home. Thank you so much for our food. Thank you so much for, you know, like, thank you for all these things you've done for me. (laughs) And I am, and that's, and that's gratitude. But this, my friend, Erin, what she had um, sort of shared with me that was impactful to me. She said, praise is, like, God, thank you for who you are. And so it started just like, just resonate me. Like, God, thank you that you are Lord. Thank you. You are savior. Thank you. You are faithful, you know? And, and I started to think, do I am, am I just wanting God to give me something or am I just grateful for who he is? And so I I don't know, it, it sort of has shifted my prayer life that it's like, it's okay to be, to have those grateful prayers, but also like I've wanted to shift into like this, this prayer of, of praise. And then it's almost transferred over into my relationships. I'm veering off a little bit. I know from our conversation, but 
And I'm thinking about my husband, even like, am I thankful for what, especially during again, this economic time (laughs) when he goes to work, am I thankful just because he's providing for us? Or am I just thankful for or praising him for just who he is as my husband. So I don't know. I just, it's been, that's, that has broken that little bit of like praise versus gratitude has broken me out of my um, recent prayer. I love that. (laughs) One of of my favorite scriptures is we enter his gates with thanksgiving. We enter your courts with praise. And I think that's it. That's how my prayers tend to be. I may start out with, you know, oh, this is what I need. Oh, this is how I'm feeling. Oh, whatever. But then I think when we can turn that corner and remember who he is, we remember that he's faithful. When we remember who he is, we know that we can trust him. We know that we can believe in him. We know that the answers are going to be good because that's who he is. And I think that's a beautiful way to sort of turn our prayers again away from ourselves and onto him, towards him. Yeah. Well, and I think that goes back to what you were saying about unanswered prayers or when we mm-hmm. think he's, you know, not answering them. Because if we know he is a good God, then we know that it will happen and we trust in his providence. Then we know that whatever, <coughs> whatever it is, is going to end up to our benefit and for our best just because we know he is good. Absolutely. Uh, so what about the times? I mean, I, I've been there before where it's like I'm so upset by a situation this like I, I don't have any words. I don't even know what to pray. What if the woman listening is sort of feeling that way? I think that we just have to keep reminding ourselves that he hears our hearts and we don't have to have words. Um, mm-hmm. We can, you know, be still and know that I am God. We can sit and just envision that we are sitting there surrounded by the King of Kings. You know, we are not alone in this. We can, um, just listen. We can turn to other people's words. Sometimes those are the times that we need songs and we need books and devotions that people have written because some just don't have that in our hearts. I think that anytime that we reach out for him, I think that we, we do reach him, whether we feel it or not. So I don't know if this is backed up by scripture or not, but is it, is it say somewhere in the Bible, um, just say Jesus, like, in, cause I guess mm-hmm. maybe meaning that Jesus is, is interceding right, for us right. even like in that the Holy spirit, like will Absolutely. groan for yes. Yes, yes. The Holy spirit groans. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. On our behalf when we right. don't know what to say. I and mean, then that gives, that gives me comfort for sure. Um, so, okay. So sometimes the hardest part of having a vibrant prayer life is just simply getting started. Um, so you have a terrific resource to help start that conversation and maybe a quirk, quirky, and that's not my yes. words, those are your words, <laughs> in a non-threatening way. So would you tell us more about this resource that you've created? Yes, um, I'm going to back up just a little bit before I get to that, though. So in 2015, I believe, I was looking that I could design or write that I could offer to the people who subscribe to my e-newsletter. So the idea every day, there's some different thing to get your prayers started, you know, pray for a man or pray for a woman or pray for your neighbor, you know, as I started creative with that and coming up with themes for each month and designing and writing it. And I just have a blast doing it. So I've been doing that for several years. Um, and then I had the opportunity to do a book for, um, Ellie Claire gifts and it is a book it's insta prayer 
share. And it's a book designed to allow people to take photographs of the prayer prompt, all graphic. I got to design it and post them on social media. Um, and the idea, you know, right now is the perfect time for something like this because each other, we all need to connect with God. We need to pray. We need to talk prayer. We need to talk about how that could change. And we have an opportunity now, as many of us are in our homes and unable to go out to reach out to people this way. So when people use this book, they will just find a pray for somebody full, for example, or pray for somebody who mix things up or pray for somebody who's anticipated this day for a long time, pray for a grandparent, all these different things. And you can take a picture of it and post it and tag people um, and let people know that you're praying for them. So it's sort of a non-threatening way to start the conversation about prayer. And these prompts give you something to think about than your usual. You know, I think some of us have a list, you know, you sit down to pray. It's like, okay, pray for this person, this person, this person. And then I have to pray for this and this and this, but we don't think about some of the, I mean, there are needs all around us. So it's sort of gives people a different place to get started and sometimes that can free something up in our minds mm, that's such a good idea and then I'm thinking about even the the people that receive right. the prayer prompt you know like if, if somebody posts it and you're like oh I can't believe they thought exactly pray for me. you know like what a gift let a, what a gift from um on both ends I guess of the of the prayer well, so, and as you're talking about that, so I, um, where we've been home, and of course, we always have tried to do devotions, but we I've just had my kids start a version Bible study, because I said, I want you to do something, you know, for yourself mm-hmm. spiritually every day. And so as you were talking about these prayer prompts, I thought that's something even my kids could yes. get behind, you know? And so for those of us with children, um, I think this is a really great way to model prayer for them. So do you have any other suggestions on how to invite our families into this process? It could be as simple as having the book propped open on the dinner table and saying, okay, this is it. Who can you think of that you could pray for about this today? Um, I think the fact that mm-hmm. we, we are on social media, so many of us, and I think that we'll be modeling prayer for a lot of people, not just our children, but when our kids get to see us do it, it really has an impression on them. So, you know, it may be you could set a use one of the prompts as a lock screen on your phone. So every time you open a phone, you're reminded to pray. It could be um, right now, maybe not so much, but I used to say keep a ring of cards of things you want to pray for in the console of your car. And when you're sitting in a drive through, you know, pull it out and pray for the things that it shows you. Um, but sometimes I think if you can start with the prompt with and through the day, you can say, oh, wait, look, there's a man in a blue hat. That's what we were praying for today. And it, prayer time is not just the time that you are, you know, sitting there specifically dedicated to praying that you can bring it into your everyday activities. Mm, I absolutely love that. I love that. So I'm interested because we have this whole conversation has been about prayer. Kelly, is there somebody that has modeled prayer well for you? There are so many, but I think the one that I think about the most is my friend Peggy. 
we've been really close friends for years. She and her husband co-pastor the church that I attend, and we've been there for 20 years. But the relationship goes way back. We didn't hang high school, but she moved to my school in fifth grade, and I went to her slumber party, and it was a baptism, and I went forward to be baptized, and we went our separate ways, and then sort of came back. And I just watch her, and she is watching her pray is at church or at home or whatever. It's so incredibly intimate. I just, I saw that what the relationship with could look like. It didn't have to be dry and stale and scary and formal. Um, you know, she would bow her head and hold out her hands. And it was almost like I could this mirroring her, facing her, holding her hands back. And I want that. And so I've just been really fortunate to be able to watch her and so many other women in my church and friends that I have, other people in ministry, see how unwavering they are. And it's inspiring to me because I waver sometimes, um, but it helps me to remember that thing really beautiful there that it's worth for. Well, and I love your honesty to say that mm-hmm. you waver too, you know, like this, this is a continuous um, process. So um, what about how we can love others well through? I think prayers? praying for somebody, just the act of praying for somebody is such an act of love because when we do pray, God changes our heart. You know, we mentioned earlier, pray for your enemies. You know, we don't want to do that. But sometimes when we really, truly open our hearts and we try to do that, we start to see the in- the so-called enemy with compassion and without judgment. And mm-hmm. I think God changes us when we pray, changes our hearts and helps us see situations more from his point of view. So if we really love someone, we can pray for them. You know, we may be helpless. We may not be able to fix for instance, the pandemic, we may not be able to fix somebody's financial situation. We may not be able to heal somebody. We may not be able to do all of those things, but we can pray for them and we can lift them up to the one who can do all of those things. So, you know, there are ways to do it. You can simply just pray, but also I've done a few times, I've written a prayer journal for a friend. The first time I did it, I did it for my friend Peggy. And every day for 30 days, I prayed about a different aspect of her life I prayed for each of her kids I prayed for her husband I prayed for her ministry I prayed for her work I prayed for her friendships and I just wrote them out because I thought you know prayer is such an intangible thing that we say oh I'll pray for you and sometimes we don't take that very seriously but I wanted to be able to show it wasn't about me praying it was about showing that I genuinely loved her enough to go before the Lord every single day for a month, specifically praying for her. And so I love it when people do that. I had someone do it for me and it's so moving um, to see that somebody really truly takes prayer seriously enough and loves you enough that they would do that for you. I (laughs) love that idea. And I'm thinking I I want to do that for my husband and for my children (laughs) and for my parents, like my family and my friends. You're not going to get anything done, are you? I know it'll take me a while, obviously, but I'm thinking, gosh, what a beautiful, what a beautiful gift. Um, and then I'm so glad you brought that up because I am guilty of this as well of, um, saying, you know, somebody does a prayer request and, or you, mm-hmm. even you'll see one on Facebook and you're, you'll say, exactly. I'm praying for you, you know, well, are, right. you know, are we, 
are we really, you know, or I'll pray for you. But instead, um, I have a friend that's very good about this. She says, well, let's just pray right now. (laughs) You know, and that's why she says, because if we don't, sometimes we are, we do just forget because we go about our day. And so like when we say, I'm going to pray for you, let's just do it. Let's just do it right then and there. And, and then, and then we've honored. our. Yes. I have several friends that. that are so good about this. If you ask them to pray about something, they write out their prayer and respond right then. They text the prayer back to you or they check, you know, put the prayer on Facebook or um, whatever. And it's a really, what I love about that is, you know, that they're following through with their promise to pray, you know? And so I try to do that for others when I can too, because it's so easy to do exactly what you said. Yeah, I'm praying for you and move on. And five seconds later, you've totally forgotten. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so how can we keep in contact with you and, and purchase these resources? Okay. Well, my website is kellyostanley.com. And it has links to all of my books, to my prayer resources. I do prayer prompt stickers and these card rings and things like that. Um, Or instaprayerbook.com will take you directly to the new book. Um, And it's available through all online retailers. So it should be pretty easy to find. Um, I'm on Facebook as Kelly Odell Stanley author. I'm on Twitter as at Kelly O Stanley, same for Instagram. So I'm pretty easy to find. <laughs> All right. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for being my guest today and for encouraging us in our prayer life. I, I know I needed this and I, and I pray the listeners did as well. So thank, thank you, you so much and God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode with Kelly Odell Stanley. I hope that it encouraged you as it did me to get out of our prayer rut and get a little bit more creative in that area, as well as getting rid of the notion that there is a right or wrong way to pray. Y'all, speaking of encouragement, I so appreciate all of your ratings and reviews that you are leaving over on iTunes, and I wanted to read one of them that encouraged me this morning. It says, the episode with Alicia was so timely, and God used it to encourage my heart so much. Funny how he uses other people's obedience and small things like creating a podcast to spur me on. He is so in the details. Thank you for taking the time and editing and planning that goes into making this podcast. It truly encouraged my heart yesterday. So whoever you are that left that, that so encourages my heart as well. So thank you for that. And, you know, as, as we continue to subscribe, rate, and review this Love Offering podcast, the, the hope and prayer is that it helps other people to discover this message of hope and love and sort of living out our faith. Uh, I'd love to just connect with you in other ways as well. If you can find me on Instagram or on Facebook at Rachel Adams Author. And then also, if you are interested in show notes, you can find them there as well as on my website, rachelkadams.com. And you can actually sign up to subscribe to get emails and have those show notes sent directly into your inbox each and every week. Next week, my guest is Brooke Tabor. She is on the show talking about 
our tendency to self-love and moving towards self-denial instead. And we just are talking about how to remain fruitful in our faith. It's a terrific episode as well. And I can't wait for you to hear that. But until then, I hope you have a wonderful week. And as always, remember to lead with love.